Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. And welcome to the Investor Coaching Show. Paul Winkler, along with Evan Barnard, hanging out here in the studio this fine day. Talking money and investing. Evan, did you see that article on... Um, I, I was I sent you guys the video, AI, at the restaurants. I oh, didn't get the wow. link. That's funny. Yeah. It, it was, so I haven't seen it. Huh? Doing was just, what? It, it was funny. I was trying to upsell peach pies. What? It was, you know, the AI was taking the order... And it was hilarious. This lady's going through the drive-thru, right? And she's testing it. She went through, like, I don't even remember how many times she said she went through the drive-thru to test the AI system taking orders. And you could override it and get a real human. But she was trying everything from having a barking dog on her phone to honking horns. And it was just trying to see how well. She says it's hard to understand humans you know, even without that at a drive-thru. But it was a hoot, and it kept trying to sell her, and, and she's talking about you know, trying to change the order, and, and does it work? And what was interesting is just it wasn't necessarily taking people's jobs away. Okay. It, what, it, what it was actually doing was improving the experience. Which I thought uh, was very experience? interesting, Leviticus, because you know you and I have talked about this. This was really interesting. What it was doing, it was allowing, because it just took just enough off of the plates of the other people working at the restaurant so that they could be doing other things, helping people in the dining room and preparing orders and those types of things. It just made it so it wasn't quite so frantic inside the restaurant, but it didn't take all of the pressure off of you know the, the workers but it didn't take away any jobs that was the interesting part about it but then again who was honking no but it was she had her phone she had her phone and she had a honking sound just to see if it still understood her with background noise going on she was so she was artificially as she, she was sitting in her car she had noises on her phone that were supposed to compete with her asking for her order and when those noises were played and she was trying to give her order, she wanted to st see if they still had an accurate <laughs> right. rendition of the order. And, and I say uh, this, sometimes and I it say did, this sometimes again, do not give the AI's feelings. <laughs> no, well, yeah, don't even go there. So it was, We're not human. We're not. We're talking about whether this will work at a drive-thru. Oh, okay. Never mind. No, if it has feelings, it goes, I'm worried about your health, dear. You're eating too many. That's right. <laughs> too many peach oh, pies. You don't need the... two peach oh, okay. pies. How about the salad? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're going to give you, no, Evan, you're not getting ice cream again this Saturday right. for the right, guys. Right, right, right. <laughs> Nobody needs four hot fudge Sundays. <laughs> I beg to differ. Yes, I do. <laughs> That is hilarious. <laughs> that is so. That is so funny. But anyway, that, I just thought that was uh, that was interesting. And then, of course, the Federal Reserve raises interest rates to a twenty-two year high. Yay! Uh, <laughs> Why are you but saying then people yay? are complaining. <laughs> then they're complaining that the Social Security cost of living increase isn't going to be as high. I mean, come on. 
Uh, yeah, we're we're uh, we're looking at you know the interest rates not going up quite as much, and but you know it's the headline is they're going to a 22 year high. They're lifting interest rates. They they did that a quarter point increase. But then what happened a couple days later is you had new inflation numbers that came out that were lower than what were expected. And when that happened, you know, because you would have read this article on, what was that, like a Wednesday, I guess it was, Mm -hmm. uh, or Thursday, actually, even worse. This was on Thursday. And then the very next day, new inflation numbers came out. And you would have read this article and go, ah, get out, sell, get out. Get out. Interest rates are going up. Get out. Get out. And then all of a sudden you would have missed uh, literally, you know, if you if you look at the market jumps that take place in a single day, it'll take you months and months and months and months and months to get that same rate of return, you know, in CDs right. and some of the bigger market jumps yeah. that we've had in history. So it, you know, it's really what happens is people are driven away from markets at the absolute worst times. Uh, generative AI, speaking of AI. Set to unleash a roaring twenties productivity boom. Uh, so look at that! You <laughs> did just we have go a productivity on... boom in the roaring twenties. Yeah, of course okay. we did. Had you not give you not been to? I know this is a bad <laughs> word these days. Disney? Right before the depression, have you not been to Disney? The the carousel of progress. Yeah. Have you been to that? Yeah. Oh yeah. You remember what it's what what goes what they have right there. Well, so, you go in that circle and, you know, the, the living room and the kitchen keep getting nicer and nicer, but... Yeah, I mean, the refrigerator, yeah. and then you have the radio. Remember, RCA was going to take over the world because they they were radio. You know, so you had, you know, and then, of course, RCA stock was going to go to the moon. To the moon, Alice! Because that was the future, yeah. and here we are in radio, right? Right. And Terrestrial it was, radio terrestrial rate we it was gonna go to the moon and then what happened the stock price did just nothing even though they were the future right they were radio rca radio corporation of america for cripe's sakes and and you look at you know that carousel of progress and you look at the types of technologies Mm -hmm. that came out in the 20s because remember we were just starting to get the airplane yeah. You know, really. I mean, the idea that we're going to be able to travel long distances, the cars were jumping leaps and bounds, getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, transportation. <laughs> they were going 40 miles an hour. Uh, you know, <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> they didn't make it. They didn't do anything in front of you that smelled bad That's either. Right. You know, That's right. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> I mean, really, that was a pretty big improvement. It Electricity was. in your home. Yeah. A telephone? You remember the the reason behind the telephone, why it was such a big deal? A lot of people, you may not remember this. Why was the telephone such a big deal? You think, oh, I could talk to somebody across the country. No. You could talk to Ethel next door, and you didn't have to get out of your pajamas. There you go. You didn't have to get out of your pajamas and walk to the fence to talk to your next door neighbor, Ethel. You know, you could actually sit on the phone with Ethel you know, and and talk to her right in in your house. So that that was it's a big deal. Telecommunications productivity increases. Yeah. Manual labor. Look at the 1920s. I mean, good grief! A lot of the things that came out were phenomenal at getting rid of manual labor. Things that we just did not feel like doing anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, Evan. 
But man, I'm glad I don't have to take my clothes and rub them up against some kind of right. a, a ribbed piece of metal. Right. And, and you, know, you know, to try to get them clean. And then run them through those two rollers with the crank. Right, to dry them. Squeeze all the water out. Right, <laughs> and then stick them on the line. I mean, there's there's some aspects of sticking your clothes on a line. They smell better when, you know, it's kind of kind of nice. Scares the hawks away. Does it? I don't know. I have no idea. I, and, you know, <laughs> that's a west way above my pay grade. No, they <laughs> but, but, you know, I think about, I mean, you know, sewing I mean, we you you start to delegate things that you used to do in yeah. your home, and I mean, there maybe there's a lost art of sewing. It's it's you know people used to do that, and and it was a form of entertainment. It, it kept them out of trouble, but um, but you look at at television. I guess that could be a hit or miss, yeah. hit or miss. But um, but you know the the reality of it is the things that we are able to do so much faster now, and you know with so you know farming. I mean, how much better did farming get? Mm-hmm. Because it used to be a huge percentage of the population had to grow their own food. And then you got down to, you know, I remember when I was, I was an echo major, good grief, I want to say it was 2 or 3% of the population was in a farming that's even less now. You know, so the reality of it is yeah. we're able to do things. Now that frees us up to do other things. And that's the idea behind, you know, the change from... Uh, in, in change from manual labor to machines doing the labor mm-hmm. now, and this is why they're saying that this could be a pro- productivity boom. So it could be a huge thing, you know. But um, but we hear people scaring us about it, and then we go, "Oh my goodness, this could be terrible." And you know, there there are always aspects of technology growth that could be awful. Oh yeah, I mean, it's scary. And somehow we figure it out, uh, and that's that's kind of my stance mm-hmm. on things. You know, I don't get necessarily worried about it i I figured that we always find a way somehow to deal with the things that are thrown at us we do and you know even just thinking about that example in terms of uh, technology and so forth Mm -hmm. you know we think about let take one two ends of the spectrum is okay the space program Mm -hmm. over the years there's been tragedies you know whether it was government done and the rocket explodes the challenger uh, in event and so forth Mm -hmm. or you know the spacex and all of the the trials of those rockets um and even the recent you know submarine any number of things that could have gone wrong there but you know there's tragedies there and we focus on those and say wow we need to be aware of technology Mm -hmm. but at the same time what we don't focus on much is wow we don't have 400 people in wheelchairs with polio wheeling around the high school anymore. And that, we, that's a, that's and, a really, really And we point. don't have, you know, whatever, dying from a minor injury that in 1902 or something, mm-hmm. you just might not have made it just because of the mm-hmm. flu. And and so we don't think about the, the things that have been prevented by the growth. We just think about the current growth, and this is nice, but, oh, well, it's not perfect. Well, it wasn't perfect before either. Right. No, I think that's a really good point. It, it reminds me of a friend of ours that actually, they played a game, you know, who'd be dead by now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a game that they play. Where, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of morbid. But they would sit around the table and they go, okay, so who amongst us has had some kind of a disease that 100 years ago would have taken you out? And almost everybody at the table right. will have had something that in previous 
centuries yeah. would have actually taken them out had they had it back in those days. Mm-hmm. But they go to the doctor, they take a medicine, they get released, they're good. Right. Right. And that and that we forget that there's that's that's kind of cool. Oh, for sure. That's kind of cool that that we have that kind of and and you know as I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and we were having this conversation last night and he says what is that again Paul you you always say it and I said well and we we're talking about the things that worry us and mm-hmm. I said you know 85% of the things that we worry about do not happen okay mm. so 85% was one one major study on this and the second half of the study we don't often hear and I had to say it to him twice because he said say it slow say it slow <laughs> I want to hear that. And I said, the 15% that do happen of the things that we worry about, we worry about these things, there are 15% that do happen, because that's typically what we hear. Oh, 85% don't happen. Well, that means 15% do. (laughs) The 15% that do, we find, A, we were able to handle it way better than we thought we were going to be able to handle it. Mm. Or number two, we actually learned something that we really needed to learn from the experience. 79% of the 15%. Okay, so this math, that gives you about 3% that you might as well forget about it. There's stuff going to happen. I mean, bad stuff happens. We live in a fallen world. And just recognize it. But are we going to walk around right. and knock ourselves out over this little teeny, teeny 3%? recognizing them and and maybe that three percent i don't know uh you look at i i would say that you know there's probably things that you don't even recognize that are good that came out of it even when it's because we do live in a fallen world but it's interesting how even the worst things and it's easy to say i mean it's easy to say that uh because there are terrible things that happen no no question about it i mean Uh, let's look at covid well and and that's just and that's a societal thing right And there were illnesses and, you know, fights on both sides about various things around the issue. Right. But look how rapidly my Sunday school class went on Zoom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People started using technology in different ways. They rethought, you know, businesses rethought, okay, who needs to be in the office? Productivity shifted. We talked earlier about the car, the entire car sales process Mm -hmm. may never go back to pre-COVID huge lots full of cars mm-hmm. and you know that's certainly a bad thing that no one would predict and yet a lot of advances have been made in business and medicine and who knows what well i, I gave an example uh, a few weeks ago and i was talking about you know there was something jordan peterson was talking about he was talking about superman mm-hmm. and when superman was first introduced could fly he could blow down buildings. He could, you know, laser <laughs> eyes. He could, you know, pick up, you know, cars and throw them. And there, there was literally he's impervious. I mean, bulletproof. Nobody, you, know, you could shoot at him, and, and nothing. They bounce off. Nothing would happen. And what happened is, is as a cartoon character, as a character, it was pretty much a failure. Oh. And yeah. the reason was is because he was impervious. There was nothing to get to him. They had to actually introduce Lex Luthor, and they had to introduce Kryptonite. Because nobody was interested. Yeah. You know, so That's if we didn't, isn't that, isn't that I've fascinating? Never heard that. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's just fascinating when you think about it that the, just the fact that as humans, 
we kind of have to have adversity. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's not realistic. And I think the point that I want to get here is there are going to be things that happen that kind of you don't like, but recognize that you don't want to ruin with 100% certainty the rest of your life mm -hmm. worrying about that 3%. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and worrying yourself to death and causing other problems because you look at anxiety, you look at worry, what does it cause? Uh, you know, there, there's research on ACEs, uh, adverse childhood experiences we talk about. And, and what happens is that we find that diseases, disease, uh, as, you know, as cancer, diabetes, heart disease, uh, tumors, and, and, you know, skin disease, and, and all of these things, if you look at people with, you know, with adversities, that they face and that adverse childhood experience I mean, you can't do anything about that that happens to you when you're a kid but what happens is that that stress it, it's a it's a it's, it's an example how stress tends to affect the body is the point that i'm trying to make right here when we put ourselves through stress getting anxious about stock markets, getting worried about whether I'm going to run out of money, getting worried about tomorrow when tomorrow isn't given to us, it causes problems that weren't going to be there had it not been for the anxiety. And that's the point that I like to make about that. And so this is why, you know, so often what I do is on this show is help you not worry about these types of things. Now, if you're not investing properly and you're really messing up the portfolio, worry. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, get this thing straight. Let us worry for you. Yeah, well, you know, exactly. But if that's the case that you are, you know, you're doing everything that you can do and you're academically managing an investment portfolio and you're doing everything that you can do, you're doing everything you can do. Don't worry about it. You know, let things play out the way they will. Don't sit here and worry about how AI is going to ruin the world. Don't worry about how China is going to destroy everything and, and how Russia is going to run roughshod or what's going to happen in Washington. Good grief. How much time do we spend worrying about what is happening in Washington, what the politicians are going to do? And, you know, I, I remember worrying endlessly when I was a kid about global cooling. Yeah. In the 1970s. I remember worrying about, you know, getting in, in, a, in a hallway and, you know, sticking my head between my knees because they told me I needed to do that. And then getting underneath my desk because of the nuclear holocaust that was going to be coming, certainly to <laughs> us. And I remember how Jimmy Carter was just going to destroy the entire world and it was getting really, really bad. And, and you know, the, the, we were going to run out of oil. I remember, you know, you remember, you think about that stuff and it was like scary. And we were scared to death as kids. And I guess as, as a person that has been through that, and some of you older people can go, yep, Paul, you're right. You were there too. You come out of that experience and go, maybe I just don't need to pay as close attention yeah. to these prognostications. As, and then, then you see... Uh, Having a conversation, I'm reading, and I'll go to the break in a second, Leviticus, I promise. But this is just <laughs> driving me crazy. I'm reading the Wall Street Journal. I know where I am in the hour. I'm reading the Wall Street Journal, and there are two articles. And I, says, I said to my wife, I said, ugh, I don't even want to read that article, and I don't want to read this article over here. I'm not even going to look at it. And she goes, oh, what are the articles? And I told her, COVID's back. Oh, 
And I was just like, I don't even want to read that stupid article. I, I am so tired. I'm so tired of you trying to scare me, media. That I'm just <laughs> right. not going there. I'm just not going to let you. You're, you're, I am not giving you access to my mind. That was it. I'm not giving you access to my mind. You don't, you don't have that right. I only let, you will only scare me and put me in that position if I let you. And guess what? I'm not letting you. Evan. Yes, I have a hobby of perusing uh, questions in the financial press and some of the answers they get. And then Bless you. Thank I you will, for doing that. I will look at por- <laughs> investment performance from when that question was asked mm. relative to the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like your year-end, how did the predictions turn out yes. episode in January. I always love to do that. Yes. So this was in Yahoo Finance. Uh, it was a letter written by Gary. I currently have approximately 225000 invested in the stock market. Okay. Interestingly, most of that is in conservative stocks and bonds. What is a conservative so, stock? Well, yes, but I'm, well, I'm, my, just, I'm just wondering. You let's mean, just, I'd say blue chip in that regard. But what so, struck me. So blue chip, that, is that the one, is that the asset class that went down 40% in 2002? <laughs> I think, and then, yeah, I think that was it. Okay. But my favorite was he has bonds in his stock market investments. That's what struck me is I'm in the market. Most of that is in stocks and bonds. I'm like, okay. Okay. Do you have an opinion about staying the course or liquidating all or a portion for a few months or years during this newest crisis? Now, this was written May 4th of this year. Mm. I was trying to think of even what the newest crisis was on May 4th. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Isn't that funny how we forget what the crisis was? I mean, you think about it, you know, right. the things that they, oh, this is going to happen, this is going to be terrible, and then you go, and then it doesn't happen, and you forget about it. And to their to their credit, the, the responder basically said you don't want to do things on a spur of the moment and emotionally and have a process for staying disciplined yeah, and panic all of that. Yeah, panic slowly, will you? you know, yeah. <laughs> But what was interesting was since May 4th, the S&P, which is not a diversified basket of stocks, but just large U.S., was up 12%. The U.S. fund that we use was up about 14% over that time period from March 4th till Friday. or uh, From May 4th, excuse me. Okay. Until Friday. Okay. It was up 14%. International was up about 6%. Mm -hmm. And fixed was about, was flat. And so the the thing is, here's this person three months ago, two months ago. Mm-hmm. Gosh, should I get out? I'm right, you know. I'm oh, worried this wasn't enough. Even, this wasn't even May last year. This no, this is, is two this months is ago, those, May fourth oh of twenty three. That's oh wow. Okay. And so here's this person thinking to bail for the newest crisis, and they would have missed out on a six to fourteen percent return in two months. Yeah, I mean, when you set that number, I'm thinking well, that's it. Oh, but you were just talking no, about May a couple months. Of, yeah, wow. two months ago. Wow. So, yeah. No, that's, I just, it's, people are looking for peace of mind. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I kind of feel like a one-strip pony today, but it's, I don't care how much you have. It's important to you. Right. And people don't want to make a mistake, but they just don't have this confidence. And as we've talked about a, a lot today, they're getting whipsawed by the media, by news, by their friends, maybe by their broker or who knows what. And bottom line is you should be 
diversified enough that you're, you know, you're talking about that workshop on diversification. Mm-hmm. I should be diversified enough that I don't have to worry about any of this. Now, speaking of this, because you've been talking about the American Dream Experience, you got one August 17th, 18th, not... We're actually going to push that off to October. You're going to push it off to October. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that, that makes a lot of sense. October Just 5th and 6th is the next one. Okay, October 5th and 6th. Yes, that's okay. a Thursday, Friday, and that one's going to be in the borough. Okay. All right, cool. Okay, so that would be something that... Um, yeah, we got to get the the website fixed on that. That that's something we're going to fix on the website because we actually have the the date other date yeah. on there. So folks, just in the when you in the first part of the week, we'll get that fixed on the website. But you can sign up for that by going to paulwinkler.com. But it is a couple day workshop, and it's the first day you're really kind of when when we look at money, we want to see what it what's really important. To yeah. us and, and get down and really think about what is really, really important because we spend our, our lives trying to put money together and trying to invest and trying to save. And, and it's like, what for what? Well, a lot of times we don't even think about what it is that we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. So spend some time on that. Then in a big way, what we do is we get into the academics of investing and just help you understand what 70, 80 years of academic research has shown us. Because if you understand it, you don't have to understand everything, but if you understand what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What is there to expect? You know, how do things work? Uh, Expenses. Yeah. You know, you talk talk about expenses. I was just thinking about this the other day. When you look at the actual expenses that people are putting up with in mm-hmm. the investing process, they're a lot higher than people think. You know, yeah. some of these mutual fund companies are out there advertising that they got really low management fees. And I'm shaking my head and going, no, 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 no. If you look at the trading costs that are not part of your management fee, mm-hmm. it's way the heck more than you think it is. I did this with a, with a couple this week. As a matter of fact, I uh, met them for the first time they were referred over to me uh, by one existing client. And what I did was... I walked through their investment portfolio and I was showing them the alpha on their mutual funds. Mm -hmm. And I was explaining what it meant. It was, this is the show of what your return should have been based on the risk that was taken. And I was seeing negative six, negative 7% alpha. In other words, your return should have been six and 7% higher based on the risk that this mutual fund was taking. Wow. And and it was in literally... There was only one. But it was cheap. Exactly. <laughs> there was only one fund right. that that number was less than 1% negative. But it was still negative. Wow. The return should have been higher. And then I showed them what the number should look like, and they were going, oh, my gosh. And I said, yes, this is what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know, as we often talk about in the very first workshop. And it's really, really key. And that's the very first day of the American Dream Experience, excuse me, is what I'm talking about right there. So, you know, that'd be something that's on the website, paulwinkler.com. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. 
Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.